again, I, I just come back to how simple you make all this is um, is really the benefit to anybody that's following you or your content. Um, if they would consider that five day challenge and just just that in and of itself, uh, I think that breaks down everything you need to know. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This is episode number 184. My guest today is Abe Goldberg. And uh, Abe, you've recently been through the five-day catch challenge and um, replied to an email that I, I sent you with some pretty good results. You'd knock seven seconds per hundred off your thousand yard time trial. And uh, I thought it'd be great to get you on, share what you changed uh, about your stroke and about your swimming. Uh, and because I think it's gonna be relevant to a wider audience and I'm sure there'll, there'll be some learnings that people can take from this and apply to their own swimming. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Brenton. It's really exciting to be here and I appreciate uh, all the content you provide to all of us uh, out there who take a little bit of time to, to search you out. And so it's really been helpful. Um, yeah, so I have been uh, comfortable in the water for a long time. I you know, swam as a kid, but never, uh, never competitively, but you know, always active. And so swimming in general is uh, fairly comfortable for me. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't panic in the water in a triathlon or anything like that. I'm pretty comfortable overall. Um, and, and, but I, and I have recognized that it really comes down to technique and uh, it's not a power uh, you know, game in the water. Uh, I know you've done some analysis on Lionel Sanders and if it was a matter of power, well, he would certainly be the first guy out of the water. Um, so when it comes to uh, some of the subtle changes, so, you know, I have seven seconds sounds like a lot, you know, and, and, and it is a lot. And I, but I find that my gains are more incremental, you know, that I've had uh, when I kind of follow some of your tips. One of the one of the first things that I tried to incorporate was um, what you refer to as this open recovery versus a high elbow recovery, right? So um, I used to find myself, you know, coming real close to my body to try to get that arm over into the water, and and I noticed people uh, either with your um, content or just watching races online. Uh, people's arms were quite a bit wider when they were coming back into their recovery. And I, I wasn't sure if that was just sloppy or they were in a hurry or I really could, or they were open water. I really didn't understand why they were so wide. And then when I started doing that, I heard that slap in the water, right? That you just sort of drop your hand in and extend it. And then all of a sudden you get this little bit of a slap to it. And I thought, okay, well, that, you've been talking about that. So, uh, so I started to incorporate that. That's definitely made it easier. Um, I just feel like, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm effortless, but that's, that's certainly one of the things that I have uh, incorporated into the swim is just trying to come a little bit wider with the recovery and stretch that arm out. Um, so that that's definitely, you know, making, you know, all the, you know, I, I guess I should back up and say that all of your instruction or all of the analysis that I've followed you now for quite a while really kind of comes down to those five or six things, you know, how you start to catch, you know, you, you know how, where you put your hand in the water to begin with, um, you know, focus on that power diamond when you're going through the water, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't uh, bilateral breathe. I just breathe to one side. I don't worry too much about that. Um, I try to make sure that at least one foot breaks the water line when I'm kicking. I tend, I know that I'm dragging my feet a little bit. So all, all of the things you are suggesting, you could kind of break them into these five or six little things. And now it's just a matter of, you know, keeping it front of mind when you're in the water, uh, you know, and executing it. Yeah, oh, that's exactly right. It's if you, when you when you look at it and then you have it explained, you you, you can think, all right, this it's really simple, and it really you know, it comes down to a couple of simple things. And then the the challenging part is to be able to do that and do it consistently, and then do it at at speed. And that's where all the, the practice comes in and doing the drills and the warm up and that sort of thing. Um, but I 100% um, agree with like some of those small changes you talked about the open recovery. Um, like some of those small changes where people are perhaps told something like have a high elbow recovery and it's taken as come really close to the body. And so you get jammed up with your shoulder and yet yeah, teenagers, a lot of those guys will have the, the range of motion to be able to do it comfortably. And it might be a, an okay thing to do, but being a, you know, being an adult, uh, we just don't have that same range of motion. And so right. we're just going to do some really funky things that probably aren't good for your shoulder. If, uh, if we're having to come over you know, really close to the body. So sometimes I, those I, little tweaks can make a difference. I recall, you know, uh, some of your feedback was, you know, imagine it, you had like a string or something like that, pulling your elbow forward, right? So I think about that, right? I just think to make sure, because if you don't, you could very easily just lay your water, your arm down in the water. And, uh, and you know, and that's not good at all. Um, the other, the other thing that I've taken away from the challenge and, and some of your other content is really the uh, front quadrant, you know, being mindful of that, 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 you, you know, it, <clears throat> I don't know that it's natural to, unless you're doing a catch-up drill, I don't know that it's automatically natural to, you know, you put one arm in the water, uh, you know, it's natural to then pull it behind you. Uh, but to give a little more thought and concentration to making sure that something is always above my head in the water or in the front project. And then when I watch some of these other swimmers, like we just talked about Dan Smith or something like that, I mean, it's, you know, it's a whole nother league in what they do with regard to, or, you know, I watched um, your other interview with Sue Yang and, and same thing. Like these guys are, you know, they're gliding in the water with almost their second arm is almost in the water while their first arm is barely started to catch. You know? mm. So it's pretty extraordinary. And for you, uh, what was it those couple of changes that you mentioned that helped you take off that seven seconds um, per hundred or was yeah, there, think, what were you thinking about? I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, so, you know, most of my swimming is going to be, um, you know, so if I'm doing a longer distance triathlon, right, so I'm going to be, it's kind of a sustain, I'm not going to be sprinting, right, so, or I may try to be sprinting, but it probably won't be a sprint, right, so it's kind of a sustained, you know, swim for 30, 35, 40 minutes, right, and so, um, you know, having uh, the comfort uh, and, and focus on some of those subtle things, right, uh, where are my eyes looking, obviously, in the open water is going to be a little different, but where, you know, where are my eyes looking, what are, what is, how is my arm, how am I recovering and reaching? Am I staying on the training tracks? You know, am I, you know, am I creating that power diamond in every stroke? Right. And then, and then not overthinking it, right. You got to relax a little bit, right. I mean, in the first 400 yards or meters of 
any race, nothing is relaxed, but then you try to find your zone and you try to find your lane and, um, and then you implement, you know, all these little subtle things. Um, and, uh, I've been fortunate to have some pretty good swims. And, um, so you've done triathlons for I think around 12 years now. Yeah. About, uh, about, yeah, about 11 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for you, how, how often, uh, are you able to get into the, into the pool at the moment? How many sessions a week are you doing? You know, I swim, a, I, I, I commit to two days a week, right? I know, uh, three is better and four is even better than that. But, uh, if I get in two days a week, I'm, I'm doing, and it's usually with a, with a swim group, you know, some type of a squad or, or a master's group, uh, you know, a couple of days a week in the winter season, we're now in our summer season here in the States. Um, so, you know, the, the master's program that I would swim with now I'm kind of on my own. Um, so a couple of days a week, a couple, two times a week for about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. And, um, one of the things that, uh, I remember you mentioning in, in an email was that you were using the neoprene shorts, the buoyancy shorts, um, and then you took them off. You're a little bit slower, um, yeah, but then you started to get back to yeah, you started to get back to where where you were without them. So, what um, caused you to go without them? And then, uh, you know, how was it? How was that process of getting back to the, yeah, the same speed? Yeah, you know, and and that's a, that's a good uh, a side that's a good side comment for where you and I will continue our work together because. Um, I'm definitely faster with a pull buoy, right, than without one. So I've got to figure out how to correct that. So you can make a note to yourself that that's a follow-up item for you. But uh, uh, yeah, so I just decided that, you know, um, it was a crutch to use those neoprene shorts and, um, you know, heading into the winter season. So uh, we're now in June, so probably back in November, December of uh, 2020. Uh, as swimming was, you know, we were able to go back in the pool and start swimming again with COVID and everything. I uh, decided to lose the shorts and just, you know, not have that crutch. And I was clearly, um, you know, seven or eight seconds slower for sure, um, for 100. Um, but I have crept back up to a time close to where I was using those. Yeah, which is, which is fantastic. And it'd be interesting to see, have you worn them since? Have you? No, no, I, yeah. I, I've been in a wetsuit a couple of times in some open water swimming, but I have not, uh, I've not worn those. But if I do a, if I do a interval set that has a buoy, a swim buoy, a pull buoy, I will be five seconds faster for sure. At, at yeah. least. Yeah, and it's, sure. it's not uncommon to be faster with a, um, with a pull buoy. It's, um, particularly if, um, perhaps your kick isn't, um, isn't really uh, effective some, or your body position has room to, to move. Like it's, that's usually the case where um, perhaps your hips and your legs will sit a little bit low. And so obviously the, the extra buoyancy out the back brings that up and it reduces the drag and that, that speed increases. Um, but there's obviously some things that you can do to, to help bring that up. Um, and then there's a number of things that, um, that will cause the hips and legs to, to drop. Um, there's like six or seven different things that will, that, that will help it. Um, and a lot of times I think people just go to, well, it's just head position. So they put their head down, they sink it well below the water and they just go to this really bad position in the water where they're just almost swimming you know, completely underneath it, um, uh, because they think it's all to do with the head, but the head's a small component of changing that, that balance out the, out the back. I think some of the, uh, some of the comments that I've watched, uh, from some of your content about swimming downhill, that's, I think a mistake. I don't, it doesn't make sense. 
and um, and you can have too many drills, right? I thought again, I, I just come back to how simple you make all this is um, is really the benefit to anybody that's following you or your content. Um, if they would consider that five day challenge and just just that in and of itself, um, I think that breaks down everything you need to know. Now it's a question of can you do that, right? But I mean, that's the content that 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 is so helpful. Mm, yeah, the, thank you for for that. I think w one thing that I, I learned uh, probably I started to be comfortable doing about five years ago was it's okay to come up with your own way of doing things. Uh, obviously, when you start in anything, you're brand new, so you're learning from other people. And for me, you know, I learned from a lot of different coaches um, when I first started, and I often just repeat something that I'd heard another coach say. And then when you get enough experience and you work with enough people, you start to figure out different ways to explain things or deliver things or, or maybe different drills and then just being comfortable maybe making some stuff up and um, and just seeing how it how it works. And so after 13 years of, of coaching, I feel like I um, you know, started to, to get to that point. And um, yeah, and we, I mean, we've worked with so many different people and um, particularly when we first started running clinics um, where we had, 20 odd drills that we do now we only do about five so there was a lot of complexity in the beginning and i think the best version of something really is often the simplest version of it so um just really try and weed out anything that's not 100 relevant to you swimming faster and so as you mentioned it's just how simple can you you make it you can have too many drills too many things to focus on and i think one of the real keys to the five-day catch challenge why so many people are getting good results is it's one thing each day and that is it it's like it's pretty much one drill maybe two but it's the one focus point each day and that that is like again you know it that's it there there aren't a hundred things to do you know mm -hmm. there's a few things you have to do and if you can you know get them all to line up you're gonna have a good swim you know, you're gonna you're gonna improve uh and again i'd like to you know I'd love, I'd love the aha moment, the breakthrough moment where I feel like, oh, that's it. Like I go from 140 to 130. Well, that's, um, you know, uh, those pills aren't available on this channel apparently. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, you got to take them one second at a time uh, and you make these little incremental subtle, like where's your hand when it's going underneath your body? And, you know, are you rotating it? Are your feet all over the place? And, all these little things and i really do think that five-day challenge kind of summarizes it um it's great we were talking about the um the chuck ryan podcast um and you uh, had a chat to chuck as well um about you know like it's and we see with him like it's a it's a process um and as you said it doesn't happen overnight you can certainly make some you know changes with one particular aspect of the stroke you might see a few seconds drop but Really, it's just that um, ongoing you know, commitment to improving your stroke. And over the course of many months, you'll start to see that gradually come down when you do focus on the right things. And I think when people have that approach, they're going to be so much more successful than just wanting to um, take that magic pill and uh, have it uh, you know, drop 10 seconds and then um, it's, it's done forever. No, it's, that's not really how things work. And it's um, great to be great if that was the case and um it's great to, to pitch it that way but it's just not really how things work and so no. that's why i try and be you know as, as honest on on these podcasts and in the videos as possible so that we get the right people coming to clinics who are willing to to take that time to uh in, invest into their their stroke and their swimming 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, on a sprint on 25 or 50 yards or even 100, you know, I can, I can have a aha moment, right? I can, I can hit a time that is, you know, seven or eight seconds faster than what I might normally do. But to be able to sustainably swim at a, you know, at a tempo pace at an 80, 85% effort pace, um, yeah, it's just incrementally, just little tiny tweaks. I did a, I did a five by 200 set the other day and, you know, I was, you know, below 140 um, and as opposed to 145, right? As opposed to 146, I was swimming, you know, 138, 139. So that to me is, those are the kind of gains I, I know, like I said, I'd love for it to have been, you know, 129, but that's just not the case, right? So you just have to keep working at it. Um, and, uh, and again, uh, your analysis and the feedback you've shared with me already about my particular swimming, as well as the content you provide out there, it's a huge benefit. Yeah, thank you. And um, and so um, just what before we finish up, um, you talked. So it sounds like one, you know, going under that one thirty is the that's the next goal. That's the big um, big target. Something you'd love to achieve. Do you have a, a sense of what you need to to do to get there? Do you have a, a feeling of what may need to change? Yeah, I'd have to swim in a, with a swim buoy. Um, uh, <laughs> so I really do. I, I really think that there's that. That's clearly. I mean, if I if I just uh, you know without analyzing it much more than that. I mean, if I swim 139, you know, I can hold that pace. You know, I just did a five by 200 set. You know, with a little bit of rest and you know off I went. Um, you know, so why is it that I can do? I could probably do that in 134 or 133 with that buoy, right? So, so that is the question, not for me, but for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's the work. That that's the magic answer, right? So, how do I how do I get that that um, you know? Is it rotation? Do I need to you know um, little little subtle changes to my body position to be able to uh, take that three or four seconds or five seconds off? Uh, that would be significant, by the way. That would be uh, significant over a you know a, a half Ironman distance or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the way that you can think of it too is, so let's say, all right, you're swimming 140, so that's um, 100 second. Sorry, um, uh, yeah. So like you've got that as like a 100 um, seconds to swim. All right, yeah, 100 seconds to swim 100. Um, so if you were to get down to one 130, that's basically 10% uh, quicker, um, roughly. And so, you know, where can you find that 10%? And so sometimes you can use them, you know, use the numbers a little bit. We can look at your stroke rate, so your cadence, um, and then how, how far you're traveling with each stroke, stroke so your stroke, stroke count. Um, yep. And so the way, and then it's really just about manipulating those things and, um, you know, perhaps looking to increase the cadence a bit and increase how far you travel. And that's just often reducing drag, which, which is probably one of the main ones if you're fast with that pool boy. And right. um, and then perhaps you know some improvements with the catch and alignment and some other things. So um, when you look at it um, from that analytical perspective, you can um, sometimes see where those improvements lie, and then it's about making that um, actionable and, and applicable to um to what yeah. you're doing. So um, yeah, we'll um, we'll have a look at that. But uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and sharing what you've improved and um, yeah what you're focused on to to get such a good result. And uh, as we 
mentioned it before the call, it never stops. There's, uh, there's always something to work on. doesn't matter where you're at, but that's all part of the fun, I think, of Sumi. Yeah. Well, hey, I just want to thank you again for all the uh, feedback, all the content you provide. It's uh, great, you know, public service, although I know you don't do it for public service, but uh, it's really helpful. And uh, I would encourage others to, um, you know, follow you and um, learn what they can and then reach out to you. You've been amazingly uh, engaging and I appreciate it very much. Thanks very much, Ed. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.